A dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked and yet would remain silent. John Calvin. Get in the long cave with a bunch of beans. Really believe that human beings are demons? No, I do not. And don't you ever say I did. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. <laughs> There's probably a, a balance between, I believe you have to know Christ, but I think no, he is. And someone knows this for sure. All of mankind is going to end up somewhere in heaven. My mission really is to just help people of faith, especially, to re-examine this issue, to realize the church has got things wrong in the past. For those who are God by faith in his son. Corinthians, right? 2 Corinthians 3.17. Victory in the name which is above every name. No exception for rape or incest. Uh, it's an extreme. Right now, bones, ligaments, tendons, in Jesus' name, get out here right now. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Master's Dog False Teacher of the Week, episode number 20. I am your host, the Evangelical Norm. So this segment of the Master's Dog podcast came out of the intro video that is there. If you're listening online, if you're doing the audio podcast, there's actually a video that goes with that song, not just uh, two minutes of really cool music from result thank you result for letting me use this song um as the theme music for this uh this podcast but there are different and you can hear them as you're listening you can hear some of them speaking pat robertson uh we've gotten through all the speaking people um todd white joel osteen and so on um but the video somebody from our church one of the ladies from our church came to me and asked she said well you know the video that's in there, some of those people I thought were solid teachers. I didn't know they were false teachers. Some of them, I don't even know who they are. Would you be willing to kind of break down some of that? And so that's how the false teacher of the week uh, portion of this podcast was born. Um, just to go through that video and you know break it down, each and individual person, what makes them a false teacher, why they're in that video, and so on. Because granted, there are some of you who are going to look at that video 
and go, I didn't know that person was a false teacher. Today is one of those people that we're going to get to that a lot of people are going to go, how is that guy a false teacher? I've listened to him for a long time, and he seems to be solid and so on. But we'll So we'll break that down. But that's how this podcast was, was born out. And so I think there are like 15 or 16 false teachers left in the video that we haven't gotten to. And then likely what I'm going to do, I was thinking about it because this video was made very specifically. And as we get into some of these other people, now that we're into the, the lyrics of the song um, and, and so on, a lot of the, the placement of the person is specific for the song. So there are certain things that I've done. Some people may call it trolling, uh, but I, I specifically put people in, in certain places. T.D. Jakes is where it talks about having distorted views of the Trinity. Uh, Benny Hinn, you know, you will tithe or get shot. Uh, those are some things that, uh, that specifically, and I'll mention those when I do those, those specific teachers on here and, and break them down. So... Uh, I was thinking about I might redo the video as I get into other false teachers that aren't in it, and I don't know. I think I think I put too much into this uh, and the specificity of it. I don't know that I could recreate that. So we'll see what happens when we get through this current intro video, all the false teachers that are in here. Uh, again, if you have false teachers, I've got people that are sending me names of, of false teachers that I've never heard of and, and so on. So I'll be doing some research into those guys and I will continue on after we're done with this video. We'll continue to do a false teacher of the week based on your suggestions and, and people that you send to me. So if there's somebody that's not in that intro video that you know that, that is a false teacher that I should look into, let me know and I will just will continue on until Either we don't have any false teachers left, which is not likely to happen, um, or we, 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 we go home to, to Jesus, right? Uh, that's, that will be the, the end of the, all the podcasts. So um, this week, we are going to get into it. We are going to talk about the false teacher of the week. Number 20 is Andy Stanley. So again, a lot of you are going to go, wait, how, how, I thought he was... He was good. I thought he was a, a solid teacher and so on. Well, for a while, I thought the same thing. And then Andy, you know, started to break into some other things. So before we get into that, let's just take a look at, um, this is Andy Stanley's website. So I want to break down what he says about himself. We'll look at what Wikipedia says about him. Um, and then we're going to look at some of the things that make him a false teacher. So this is his about on his uh, webpage, andystanley.com. So it says he is a communicator, author, and pastor, Andy Stanley, founded Atlanta-based North Point Ministries in 1995. Today, NPM consists of seven churches in the Atlanta area and a network of nearly 100 churches around the globe that collectively serve nearly 185,000 people weekly. A survey of U.S. pastors and Outreach Magazine identify Andy as one of the 10 most influential living pastors in America. That's a, that's a really strong and a very dangerous and a very important statement, and we'll get into that. Andy holds an undergraduate degree in journalism from Georgia State University and a master's degree from Dallas Theological Seminary. He is the author of more than 20 books, including Irresistible, The New Rules for Love, Sex and Dating, How to Be Rich, Deep and Wide, Enemies of the Heart, When Work and Family Collide, Visioneering, and The Next Generation Leader. 
His success reaches well beyond the Atlanta area. Over 10.5 million of his messages, leadership videos, YouTube videos, and podcasts are accessed each month. So that's what Andy has to say about himself. Uh, just a little bit of, of more background. Um, born May, uh, Charles Andrew Stanley, known as Andy, born May 16, 1958, is a senior pastor of North Point Community Church, a non-denominational Christian church, and Buckhead Church, Brownsbridge Church, Gwinnett Church, Woodstock City Church, and Decatur City Church. He also founded North Point Ministries. Uh, his dad is Charles Stanley, another guy that... Uh, um, a lot of people will say is a false teacher as well. I don't know as much about Charles Stanley. Here is my, here's what I know about his dad. Uh, one of our other false teachers on here, uh, Sean McCraney, apparently got saved out of Mormonism through the messages of Charles Stanley. Um, and then has really kind of gone the same way that Andy is going in a very low view of scripture and and so on and so I don't know if that stems from Charles Stanley's teaching or not I I really have to look more into to Andy's dad to see where he stands but I mean I saw a quote as I was just researching Andy I saw a quote from his dad something about no matter what you do after you're saved uh, it doesn't matter rape suicide I, I mean some of the things it was weird I am probably butchering that quote but Things you do after you are quote-unquote saved do matter. Um, now, are we forgiven of all of our sins, past, present, and future? Yes. The thing is, is if you are continually, continuing in sin blatantly without any, any struggle, any fight, any, any warring against your sin, like, I mean, I, came, I got saved and I struggled for years with pornography, but I fought it. Because of being saved, I, I, it's not something I want to do. I know that it is sinful. But I can't just keep doing it and recognize that, well, Jesus forgave me. That is not the attitude of a repentant person. And that would bring into question whether or not you were actually saved at all. Because the reality of Scripture says that there are going to be people who think they are saved who are not saved. Who are going to approach Jesus in the end times. And, and on that day it says they're going to approach him and say, Lord, Lord, did we not do these things in your name? And he's going to say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, I never knew you. So part of being saved is the fruit of salvation, the fruit of repentance, and that is fighting against your sin. Now, do we slip into sin and, and so on? Do we, do we continue to sin? Yes. Do we continue to do it purposely? No. If that is your attitude, if I just every single day came down and, and jumped on my computer and started looking at pornography, that would bring into question whether or not I'm saved because it's not it's not an accidental, oh man, something popped up and, and tempted me and I, I fell. That is an intentional working out of sin and it, it does not fall, it does not reflect the fruit in uh, keeping with repentance, bearing fruit in keeping with repentance. So. That was a whole long rabbit trail off of what we should be talking about with Andy Stanley. But what makes Andy Stan Andy Stanley? Wow, I'm not going to be able to say that very many times. What makes him a false teacher? What is it about this guy's teachings that makes him a false teacher? And it really comes down to the fact that Andy has a very very low view of Scripture, especially Old Testament Scripture. 
um, the, there was a whole big thing of him being talking about we need to unhitch our faith from the Old Testament. We have to unhitch Christianity from the Old Testament. And then even, you know, there's comments about unhitching our faith from Scripture altogether. Here's a quote that, that came off of a video that he did. Um, Peter, James, and Paul elected to unhitch the Christian faith from the Jewish Scriptures. And that is absolutely not true. That is not true. That all of the apostles continued to point back to the Old Testament many, many times. There are so many places in the New Testament, in the writings of, of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Paul, Peter, James, the quoting of the Old Testament. I think even Jude quotes uh, the Old Testament in his short little uh, epistle to the church. So we see many, many times where the Old Testament is brought up. They had, and never in any way, shape, or form did any of these men want to unhitch the Christian faith from the Old Testament, from the Jewish scriptures, from any scriptures. Again, we, we even have the mention of scriptures, but they are useful. All scripture is God-breathed. It is useful for, for correcting, rebuking. Um, and I, I should have looked up, Tim, I think it's 2 Timothy 3.16, 2 Timothy, 1 Timothy, one of those. It's, it's in Timothy where he says that all scripture is God-breathed, inspired by God. All of it. And again, we can't just disconnect the Old Testament from the, the, the Christian church. We can't because it's important because we look at, we read the Old Testament through the lens of the New. We look back, but we see everywhere where the Old Testament was pointing us to Jesus. A couple of quotes out of Andy's book, um, Irresistible, um, where he talks about really getting into the whole disconnecting. So um, this is from page 136. Um, and I'm taking these quotes off of a webpage called culturewarrior.net, who had, um, I, I have not read his book. Um, it's actually been on my list of things to read, but, you know, false teachers fall down the list pretty rapidly as other good things come up that need to be read. And so he's not a, a priority that needs to be read. Maybe one day I'll get to him. I don't know if I ever will. But so from page 136, according to Paul, Jesus' followers are dead to the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments have no authority over you, none. To be clear, thou shalt not obey the Ten Commandments. If that makes you uncomfortable, yes, Andy, it does. It's because you have unwittingly embraced the version of Christianity the Jerusalem Council declared unnecessary, the version Paul spent his ministry warning against. You are attempting to straddle two incompatible covenants. No. The Ten Commandments didn't even offer to rent you, much less buy you. The Ten Commandments never lifted a finger to help you. Worse, the Ten Commandments sat back and waited for you to screw up, and then when you did, they finally spoke up not to defend you, but to condemn you. Okay, well, here's the problem with that, is the Ten Commandments make it, or the picture, the, the mirror that we look to, to recognize our need for a Savior. If we completely disconnect from the Ten Commandments, if we completely say, well, no, do not obey the Ten Commandments, because, again, Jesus' words, you know, the, the two great commandments are love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets are contained in these two. That is the breakdown. Commandments 1 through 4, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Commandments 5 through 10, love your neighbor as yourself. 
and those are bound up in that and we have to look at these if we are willing to just again we come back to this place if if we look at those and go well we don't have to do the Ten commandments anymore so i can just covet all i want because the new covenant has has saved me i can just do whatever the heck i want i can steal from my neighbor because the new testament has saved me i can covet my neighbor's wife i can i can mentally lust after her commit adultery with her in my heart no those are still guidelines that we look at that we go if we are saved we now want to obey these things the reality is is before we got saved we didn't care i didn't care before i got saved i didn't care i was constantly coveting i was i was a, a horrible liar i was an adulterer both physically and mentally in, in my heart um was jesus uh talks about it i was uh, a murderer um physically uh we could you know we'll talk about abortion at, at some other time but i literally wrote a check to have my own child killed i fall into the category of murderer and then i mean my anger issues i murdered many a person in my heart before i got saved i didn't care about any of that and if i completely unhitched christianity from the old testament when i did get saved i would have nothing to look back to to go what is it that i that look what does it look like to to obey jesus when he says if you love me you'll keep my commandments if you obey you obey the things go and tell the people you know go and make disciples of all nations teaching them to obey all the baptizing them in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit teaching them to obey all the things i have commanded you well how do we know all the things that he's commanded you they're contained in that old testament i mean here we get into you know the the theonomy issue and yes i would consider myself to be a theonomist in the fact that i think that the old testament law is a fantastic foundation for what law should look like um and i think that as a repentant christian it is my goal to not violate god's law i want to fight sin i want to resist sin so i look back at the law and go and then we can look at it realistically and go you know the entirety of the law the ten commandments is is non-negotiable if you're violating any of the Ten Commandments, especially if you're doing it intentionally, now you really have to look at whether or not you're saved or not. Salvation should make you a theonomist in the fact that you want to obey the Ten Commandments now. Now that we recognize what Jesus did for us, I want to. Does it mean that I, if I don't, I'm not saved? No, I can fall into sin. I can stumble into sin. I can still happenstance sin. But if I am actively seeking out sin then i have to question whether or not i'm actually saved does a repentant person intentionally go after sin and that's where the fine line is and that's the fine line of theonomy i i believe the law is is was put there i mean to to lead me to my need for a savior but now that i have experienced the repentance and the 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 forgiveness that jesus gives i no longer want to violate those laws but I need to know those laws in order to do that. And I need to know the ones that did apply simply, strictly to the Jewish people at that time and at that place and so on. So study goes into this, but all of that makes a good foundation for American law or any law. God is, is the most, the wisest person, wisest being ever, and he gave us this law. I think we should look at that. So again, another big time rabbit trail that we didn't need to really go down, but the reality is is there's a very low view of scripture 
on uh, Andy's part. And the, the whole issue of disconnecting these is really a bad idea. So here's another quote. Last I Googled, there were 929 chapters in our old English Old Testament. Abraham shows up in chapter 11, and the rest is history. Jewish history. The Old Testament is not a comprehensive book about God. The Old Testament does not tell us everything God was doing everywhere in the world. It is not a biography of God's early years. The Jewish scriptures describe God's activity in connection to one particular people group. That's not necessarily true either. Is it the, the history of the Jewish people? Absolutely. It's all in there. The history of, of Abraham's descendants up through the, the prophets and so on. But there's also in there, there's all the foreshadowing and the, the pointing to Jesus as Messiah, pointing to who we need to look to to be saved. If we disconnect that, how do we know Jesus is who he said he was? If we disconnect Christianity from the Old Testament, how do we have all the prophecies that pointed to the Messiah and fulfilled in Jesus Christ? How do we know that if we, if we take that all away? Then we fall into the place where any of these atheists or, or you know, hostile Jewish scholars, that, I mean, I, had, I got into it one time with a doctor in Colorado, that Dr. Barron, who is a Jew who just hated Christians. And we got into it multiple times about who Jesus was and if Jesus was really the Messiah. And I was able to go back to his own words, his Old Testament, his Bible, his Torah, and point out the, the prophecies that only Jesus could fulfill. But if I take those away, he was able to go, well, you know, I'm from the tribe of this, and I'm from the tribe of Judah, and I, I'm descendant of David, and I could be Messiah. No, you can't. Because here, let's look at this. If we disconnect the Old Testament from that, we lose that ability to prove Jesus is the Messiah. That he fulfilled all that God said Messiah would fulfill. We lose it if we disconnect and we just go, oh, well, it's just the history of Jewish people. No, Andy, it is not. The Old another quote. Uh, the Old Testament is great for inspiration, but not for application. Don't do anything the Old Testament tells you to do because someone in the Old Testament tells you to do it or because they did it themselves. This is kind of a yes and no on this because a lot of Old Testament stuff is, is descriptive and not prescriptive. We look at things, we don't practice polygamy just because Solomon did or David did or any of these other patriarchs did, Abraham, Isaac, and so on. We don't practice polygamy because they did. We don't do some of the things that they did just because they did. But there are places where, you know, where there are things that it says. I mean, again, the Ten Commandments is a good place to go to. You shall have no gods before me. Yeah, we should, we should pay attention to that. We should follow that. Um, you know, you shall, um, you know, again, thou shalt not murder, thou shalt not lie. We should follow those things. But if we disconnect those, I mean, how do we, again, Paul says, how did I know? I didn't know sin until it was pointed out to me. I didn't know that I was, coveting was a sin until I realized, you know, uh, again, I'm butchering what Paul said. But again, we look at the law and it teaches us what is sin so we know that we need to repent, put our faith in Christ, and then avoid that sin. Does that make sense? And so again, to be able to say that we just have to, 
to disconnect the Old Testament from the New. It, it shows a very low view of Scripture, and it, it, it puts you on a dangerous precipice of being able to just completely fall off of the, the authority of, of Sola Scriptura and get into all kinds of other weird things, which anytime you do this, that's the direction and that's the trajectory that, that Andy Stanley is on. I would recommend for you... If you have time, and I'll, I'll find the, the link and I'll put it in. If you've got an hour and a half, this is a, a very long debate that was put on, but um, it's well worth the time. If you can find an hour and a half to sit down and listen, I think you can even find the audio where you can just, you know, do whatever it is you got to do. You don't have to sit down and watch the video um, and listen. But Jeff Durbin debated Andy Stanley. On the show, I think it's called Unbelievable. This is just the picture of it I got. But I listened to this. I mean, it's been over a year since it happened. But this is a phenomenal debate to listen to. Jeff is amazing. Um, you know, just to the way he breaks it down and the way he kind of, you know, just asks some questions that, that put Andy back on his heels that are unanswerable. It, they truly are. I mean, you cannot. And so this is a really great debate. If you're if you have the time to sit down and listen to it, Jeff did an amazing job. I appreciate everything that he does. Dr. White, you know, um, a lot of my uh, discipleship comes from from these men um, just being able to grow in my knowledge um, of the word and so on. Uh no, don't get your discipleship strictly from someone online. You should know the person that you're being discipled by. These men are not discipling me specifically. That comes from another area. But a lot of my wisdom um, and knowledge come from these guys. So I appreciate it. This is a really good uh, podcast. Like I said, I'll find the link and, and put it in the description for this video. So there you go. This is much longer than I usually go on a false teacher of the week. But there was a lot of rabbit trails and some really important stuff to talk about. So false teacher of the week number 20, Andy Stanley. Do not disconnect the Old Testament from your Christianity. Um, but understand the balance of looking at the Old Testament through the New Testament lens. So I hope this was helpful, guys. Uh, thanks for joining me. As always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. And until next week, Soli Deo Gloria.